Why isn't this working? Oh, great. Buddy. Hello, Dialone Radio on BFF.FM. I'm Brother Jill, and I'm here with Gothic Aaron. What's up? That's gonna like so C Fox was on last week and he was like, did the thing, and I was like, fuck man. I'm gonna be like 40. Well, I am like 45. <laughs> I'll be like 55 in two years or whatever. And I'll be at the Social Security office trying to get my benefits for disability. And someone will be like, Brother Jill, burr, burr, burr. <laughs> and it'll be like so embarrassing no, beyond no. my general life circumstances. Um, you will be tickled. Pink. I will be, You'll you're be right. Flattered. I'll be poor, but I'll be tickled. I feel like it's the story of my life. Story of my that life. That would be flattering. Oh my God. I would be flattered. Thank you for coming back, Gothic Aaron. You're the best. Well, thank you for having me back. Always. Always. And forever, Gothic Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> we just heard from uh, JJ27? 72. 72, sorry. Yeah. Uh, What's up with them? They, Irish band around in the late 90s, broke up early 2000s, put out two like really fucking good records. Um, they were actually fairly popular 
Um, but then there was like record label fucking drama bullshit, and yeah. so they just stopped. They they were working on a third album, scrapped it, and uh, I think the lead singer has done some small stuff here and there, but nothing since then. But um, yeah, two really really good albums, um, and I just love that song. I like the the line about seasons don't change they just glide through my eyes like a serpent in the sky there's something about that imagery that um i don't know i like that i've never really thought about it like that right like you know that you're just standing there and you just watch the seasons moving through the sky you know what seasons bro we're in california well, evidently, we're in fucking summer right now because it was like 72 fucking degrees out in my neighborhood, and I live in the sunset, and it's usually cold out there. I'm like, what what fucking bullshit is this? I don't live in San Francisco for hot weather. I live here because it's usually 56 degrees. And you hate money. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> that. I hate money and safety. I hate having money, and I've generally been safe. No, I haven't had any issues. Li- no, San Francisco is very safe, actually. I I live in Vallejo and it's not safe, big time. Uh, which is fine, chill. I'm fine with that. But San Francisco is actually a very safe place. I feel yeah. very safe in San Francisco at all times. Yeah, I've never had any I've kind of problems. Never here. ventured into a neighborhood where I'm like, oh, I feel uh, weird. There are neighborhoods like that, but I've also never had problems when I've you know been traipsing around those areas. Like, chill. San Francisco's chill, man. Like the mid market area. Yeah, it's fine. I I mean. I had an ex who lived in, well, he said Lower Knob Hill, but it was, you know, you had Upper to go. Tenderloin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you had to walk through some some colorful shenanigans to get up yeah. to his apartment. Yeah, no, I, I get it. No, I love San Francisco, actually. Um, and it's chill. But yeah, seasons, we're not heavy on seasons. But I will say that, dude, here's the thing. I will like any band where the lead singer, pretty much any band, honestly, and I, I'm sure this doesn't apply to you, but it applies to me. I like any band where the lead singer sounds like Ian Curtis. And I feel like that dude doesn't sound like Ian Curtis, but he does sound like Peter Murphy. Oh, yeah. No, that's also why I like him because um, on their first album, there's a song that does kind of sound Joy Division-ish. So, yeah, definitely applies Joy Division. I mean, placebo, for yeah. sure. Big placebo vibes. Um, yeah. I know they've listed Smashing Pumpkins, too, as a as an influence um yeah that's a weird influence yeah well um i think he's about our age so when they were doing this 20 years ago they were like kids you know i know but smashing pumpkins like yeah in my mind you know what's so funny so i actually went uh shout out to my friend noella she took me for my birthday to go see z-way who i do not know who that is never heard of him uh she is a like TikTok famous uh, comedian who like okay. has a show and asks a lot of hard hitting questions like, so how many black friends do you have? And they're like, none. Um, and she was great. Um, but it was funny. Uh, we went to bimbos and at comedy shows and stuff like you get a little bracelet, but like if you get there late, like me and Noella for sure will. You just kind of have to like hope you can sit with other people you don't know. And we're sitting with this like dad who's like, I came here by myself and I'm having a micro brew. It's my night out. (laughs) And Noella and I decide that we're going to sit on either side of him. And like I'm 
fairly intimidating enough, but it's like me and Noella like bookending you at a Z-Way show. Right. Um, and then I launch into my story about going to see Smashing Pumpkins at the Oracle Arena with Laura Albert and being on Mushrooms right. and meeting Billy Corgan. And there's just this time, like, have you ever told a story and then, like, for a split second you check in and you're like, oh, I'm insane. Um, this person's looking at me like I'm insane. I sound insane. I can feel like my face is portraying how insane I am. And I'm telling this insane story and I can't stop. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Okay, yeah. you haven't. Maybe you're like properly medicated. I am not or- medicated. <laughs> or like, um, maybe you're just like good with the brain juice, but no. I just get re- revved up and I'm like, man, I'm telling this wild story about being on Mushrooms meeting Billy Corgan and how he guessed I was a Scorpio. And this dad from Concord is just like, can't believe it. You can see in his face, he's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> And then our drinks were like 80 bucks. Yeah, and they and come like, in those what, tiny little glasses. What fucking world are we in, dog? Yeah, you don't you don't drink at shows. It's just fucking That's stupid ridiculous. expensive. I'm drinking a, a White Claw Surge Blackberry right now. I am drinking a San Pellegrino. San Pellegrino flavored. Just nice. wad, fizzy, fizzy water. I love that. I, I love that. Mellow fizzy water. That's why I like it because the bubbles aren't too aggressive. Not too. You don't want some aggressive bubbles Mm-mm. in your life. No. You don't. You really don't. No. So anyways, that dude sounded like uh, Peter Murphy a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's tight, though. I'm into it. Uh, how was your Halloween? Um, I did nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played Animal Crossing because I like doing Halloween on Animal Crossing. So I, I busted that out because I'd just been playing the fuck out of the most recent Zelda game. And mm-hmm. I just beat it and got pretty much everything done. And I'm like... Let's just go back to Animal Crossing. So I decorated the fuck out of my island and then played Halloween on Animal Crossing. And then that was pretty much it. That lasted about 20 minutes and then I got bored. All right. Because um, trick-or-treating, it's, it's re- it gets repetitive. I've, yeah. After four years and a thousand hours in that game, I'm like, I, you know, it's, I've squeezed all the blood out of that stone um, but, you know, it's still cute for a, a little bit. And then I read and just didn't uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't give a fuck about Halloween, and it's my birthday. I know. It's funny because, like, so there's another DJ. What'd on you do? What who was... ha- his birthday's Halloween as well? And oh, I was no like, shit. we like we're Instagramming each other. What's uh-huh. kind of funny is like, we when I first met him, I had spent all this money on this like yellow Japanese hand dyed cotton beanie, and he also had one. And I was like, oh, nice. damn, we showed up to karaoke. Both of us got that yellow beanie. And then now we both have Hall- Halloween birthdays. And also, I just got another dog. And it looks just like his fucking dog. And I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to copy you, bro. Um, but it is a little uncanny. I actually have, I don't think I've ever met anyone else whose birthday is on Halloween. And so I asked him on Instagram. We were chatting. And I was like, dude, do you like your birthday being on Instagram? I fucking hate it. I hate it. Right. And he's like, yeah, it's fucking sick. It's the best birthday to have. And I'm like, for sure, for sure. But here's the thing. I feel like I look like the reaction I get. And I mentioned this on my last show, so I'm not going to go into that full thing again. Anytime people find out my birthday's on Halloween, they're like, oh, (laughs) that makes sense. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. Uh, Fuck you, bro. Yeah, who cares? 
I don't like, know. It like deeply hurts my heart. Really? That I look like my birthday is on Halloween. It makes me feel like I'm nightmare before Christmassy or something. No. Manager at fucking Hot Topic. I was a manager at Hot Topic. Yeah, and my birthday's not Halloween. Manager at Hot Topic back when you could like dress all crazy and it was awesome. At and, Bayfair like, Mall, which Bayfair was motherfucking mall. scarier than Hot Topic. Yeah, no, dude, <laughs> I'm sorry. You being a manager at Hot Topic was amazing and cool. And you were a manager at Hot Topic at like one of the coolest malls in the Bay Area, Bayfair fucking mall. Oh, yeah. We had to hide under the cash register one night. Security came running up to the the stores. We're closing out like doors were already locked. And then they were just like, get down, get down. Someone was running through around the mall with a gun. Yeah. Um. Uh-huh. You know, there was a garbage can out in front. It was I've black- seen people puking in it. There were people who were so lady on crack or spun mm-hmm. i don't know which but i thought she just really hella smelled like cigarettes bitch was straight up smoking a fucking cigarette in the hot topic Hell yeah so many women <laughs> would come in there to buy their nipple rings mm-hmm. no qualms about flopping the tit out being like i don't know what gauge oh, should i get i'm wow. like yeah this isn't a piercing shop no there you gotta go to orbits for that right if you laughed at that joke you're a real one because only real deep East Bay people know about orbits. I've heard the name. That sounds familiar. Oh, there's no reason for you to ever go in there. It's like the last of a dying breed. It's like skateboards, clay polymer dragon incense holders, fingerless gloves. You can get your tongue pierced, a tattoo, and a shirt that said who farted all within like a 500 square foot shop. And it's still there. In San Leandro, across the street from the Bayfair Mall. Like, kind of... Okay, so uh, that's probably why I know it, because yeah. I used to work... Okay, that's exactly. why it sounds familiar. Also, I feel like uh, you've always kind of had... So, I've never had a cool job, ever. I've always been, like, an office lady or, like, a dumb person or whatever. Work- I've never had, like, a fun, cool job. Working and at I, Hot Topic was not You cool. got to be a manager at Hot Topic, and you got to work at Rasputin's. Yeah. That seems cool. Yeah, Rasputin's is pretty cool. Well, there you go. The discount on on shit was awesome, and since I worked in the receiving mm-hmm. area, I'm like all I did was log in new stock all day. We got first dibs on all the used shit, mm. so I could just go through and yeah, it was, it was it was pretty sweet. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Like I've never had a cool job in my life. That's why when I retire, or just like give up on life and go full American Beauty, like I don't care. I'm going to go work somewhere. I'm I'm going to go. I am going to fulfill my destiny of getting a, a Nightmare Before Christmas quarter sleeve tattoo <laughs> and go work at the fucking Hot Topic. If there's any Hot Topics left in the world um, or Spencer's, I'm going to go be a manager. I bet you I could do it. Mine is, I just want to get a job at the Green Apple down the street from my oh, house. That'd be really nice. Yeah. That'd be really nice. That'd be, be hella chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh, DJ Fun Size is in school right now to be a librarian. They're like, what a peaceful ass job. Um, I had a friend, <clears throat> acquaintance, we've just kind of drifted apart, but he was he's the librarian at the central library down at Civic Center. Not a peaceful, chill ass job. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I actually know someone that works at the library in Civic Center too. Definitely not a peace you're like a social worker at mm-hmm. that point. Yeah. It's yeah. different. Yeah. Um, but if you work at a library that's not in civic center generally speaking 
your job's pretty peaceful. Yeah. So if you can get one, it's also really fucking hard. hard to get yeah, a job basically. as a librarian. Also, love it, but it's, yeah, no, it's I love it. I love it. I actually went to the Vallejo Library, and it was like, uh, remember the Modesto Library? Oh yeah, of course. The Modesto Library is so funny. Growing up in Modesto, there's so few places for people to kind of like young people to gather. The library is one of them, and the library, like, what is that architectural stuff? It was like brutalist, seventies. <clears throat> bonkers bananas it was huge i remember the inside i cannot for the life of me picture the outside of the library the I, outside looked crazy okay uh but like it probably was bru- i mean i don't know brutus like I was it, it was like concrete a lot of concrete a lot of concrete some like small rock uh but definitely like a brutalist 70s uh library vibe and we would like hang out there and i remember like all of the cool punk rock kids worked at the library well, yeah. And it was like a thing. And I'm like, oh, the library is the coolest. It sounds, I sound so, it sounds nerdy now. No, that I libraries say it. are the fucking coolest. Libraries are the coolest, you guys. Go to the fucking library. Already. I love books. I love books. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have like a thousand. You have a thousand. I have, books. Like, yeah, I guess like technically a library is like, a, I don't know where or how I went down this rabbit hole, but like, I was like, I was, you went to, <clears throat> if anyone knows what constitutes, what metric. Constitutes a library. It's Gothic Aaron. Evidently, it's a thousand books, and that's about what I have at home. Hey, you got a library. I do not have a thousand books. However, I will say, moving with the amount of books that I have and records, you got some pretty annoying, legit books. Annoying. A, I do not have a ton of uh, legit books. I have a couple legit books. No, you got some pretty. You got the right books. Um, I got some. I got. Uh, you know what's so funny? This is my joke. If you go to anyone's house in Oakland, any woman's house in Oakland, they got the same two books. Which you want to guess? Um, I you're gonna uh, okay. If you can't recall what these books are, you will immediately know what these books are when I say them. So the ones that stand out the last time I looked at your books were that you had. I don't Kathy, have these fucking books. I don't have. These oh, books. you don't have. Them? This is regular basic oh, bitch books. You, I don't. No, have I don't know. The, the two that stand out in my memory is that you have a copy of Julie Kristeva's The Powers of Horror. Yeah, and then also like um, Pussycat Fever by Kathy Acker. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So yeah. those are those are the two books that pop into my mind, and I feel like probably a lot of women and they don't have of those. a certain demographic no. probably have no. But if you're forty and you're a woman and you live in the East Bay, yeah, you have these two books. Oh wait, under the Tuscan Sun, because didn't she go to San Francisco State? I think she graduated from the writing program I went to. Possibly that's not that's not tracking in my mind for what okay. I'm thinking. The body keeps the score. I've never heard of that. Oh, my God. Aaron, you need to hang out with more... Or you don't need to hang out with more straight women, but I'm just saying. Uh, hang out with a ton of straight women. Well, their body needs to keep the score because okay. it's basically some bonkers, dumb book about trauma living your body, like somatic therapy, but it's also like, oh. you know, if you read like the first chapter, in the first chapter, it's like, you know, rapists, they go through such a hard time, too. It's fucking crazy. This book is so popular. It's... Lydia Lunch has talked about like how trauma lives in the body. So is that where she got she it? You think, read from body that? Co- okay. She probably read the On back her of body. Yeah, she yeah. probably read the back cover of body. Like, trauma score. lives in the body. Yeah, duh, bitch. Anyways, <laughs> trauma lives in the body. Come here, I'm gonna s your d. <laughs> Can't stand Lydia Lunch. Uh, and then so uh, body keeps the score is an Oakland white woman mandatory book to have. Also. How to do nothing. Oh, I've read that one. My my librarian friend Kevin got it for me. I refuse. 
You know why? Don't name your book How to Do Nothing and they have a bunch of shit for me to do inside that book. Why is it not blank? That was <laughs> the central question I had as I was reading yeah, this. Yeah, bro, you I'm just like, wrote a whole book. That's not nothing. This is not all a book about nothing no, at all. No, dude, a book about nothing is blank shit I could doodle in there. Mm-hmm. I wrote tons of books about nothing. Yeah. I'd be doing nothing all the time. Yeah. I did not. Yeah. You know, <laughs> dumb. Uh, I'm sure it's like a valid book or what. I don't care. I'm just not going to read it. I don't really remember it. I, I remember fiction very vividly, but like essays or nonfiction or these sort of like personal nonfiction essay things. Yeah, attention I can't economy, fucking remember drop that. Out. No. Yeah, I can't remember I any of it. Do I don't stuff. retain it. Yeah, I, I have stuff to do. You can do nothing. That's cool. You wrote a book. That's not nothing. I need something with style, tone, substance, ambiance. Like a lot of nice you know. flowers on the front. Yeah. No, I but mean. But everybody has that book. It's so funny. Yeah, I have it. I didn't read it. I don't have it. I don't read it. Um, But yeah, I don't have a library, but I do have a lot of books that makes it very inconvenient to move. That's why I've been living in the same place for 17 years, among many other reasons. You got that San Francisco golden handcuffs. Yeah. Where you're like, my rent is $200. No, a little more, but two fifty, two seventy five. <laughs> Price is right. Here we go. Here we go, you guys. Four eighty. How much is it? All right. I don't know. I also just like I forgot how much my rent is. I completely forgot what is up next. So surprise me. I know. Just pop it on. Re- I got it. So my last show with C Fox, he's like, "Will you please play some music? You're so annoying." And I was like, "You're right. I need to play more music." So here we go. Uh, we're gonna play Susie. Into a swan. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's going to be good, I promise. Yeah. What in the world is happening? What in the world could this be? I'm on the verge of an awakening. A new kind of strength for me. Shake. 
Oh, DJ Swerving, I miss you. 
BFF.FM. This is Brother Jill on Dialone Radio. I'm here with Gothic Aaron. Bonsoir. Hello. Uh, so we just heard Soap and Skin, which always cracks me up. What a band name. With Heel, yeah, from her, um, I guess, sophomore album. So first album, Love Tune for a Vacuum, and then she put out another record that's described as a mini record. It's got a couple more tracks than an EP, but it's not like, I think there's like eight songs or something on it. Fucking excellent. Um, and then this is her second full length. I the the title of the album is really long it's something like from a solid into a gas or and there's like another title i'm told i wish i should have i should have looked up but anyway it's really good um obviously it was really good um it, this record is a move away from the more like gothy sort of sound that she had with her first two records um but i, I that's a really standout track and i just really i mean yeah do we heal um you know no. n- yeah Not i really. mean yeah no um, and then before that, it was Turst with Terst. The Shore. Mm-hmm. Um, just saw him at Great American Music Hall with my friend Steven. How was that? Fucking excellent show. Yeah. Um, and I think I was, I've seen him a few times. He's, he's always great live. I just read on Instagram that he signed to, or is now, I guess, yeah, signed to Deus Records. So mm-hmm. he's now label mates. Turst are now label mates with Sirskew. So, you know, Dang. Deus Records just collecting all those bands that, hate vowels can i buy a vowel <laughs> no De- well deus is an a and an i yeah it should be a ds record this yeah DS. yeah I, we, buy a vowel? I think i have a couple more people on on deus you do you do uh, coming up but uh and then uh first was Susie and a swan she just mm-hmm. reissued her Solve a Manta Ray when it came out. I don't know why. I mean, that song fell in love with it, but the rest of the album just didn't grab me. And yeah. she reached it on vinyl, and I'm always a sucker for fucking, oh, colored vinyl. Okay, I have to buy it. And I listened to it again, and I'm like, you know what? Why did this not resonate with me the first time? So rediscovered that, so that's why I picked that one. Who knows? That happens to me all the time, where I will listen to an album, and I'll be like, whatever. And then yeah. like three months later, I'll listen to it and be like, genius. Ten years later, Whoa, I'm like, yeah, yeah this is no, pretty fucking, okay. this is really good. All right, maybe, yeah, no, but it's <laughs> happened to me. Like, it's happened for sure. Like, I've definitely listened to an album and been like, this is incredible. This is this is a cycle. Someone will be like, hey, Jill, you should like, uh, or hey, brother Jill, <laughs> uh, you should check out this album. And I'm like, whatever. And I'll listen to it. I'm like, this is stupid. I don't care about it. Ten years later, five years later, three years later, I'll listen to it again. And I'll be like, oh, my God. Hey person that originally recommended this album and i totally dissed it this album's amazing and they're like yeah duh i'm the one that told you about it i'm like oh well you were you were right yeah i think we've all been there like it's interesting how tastes and moods change and dude if i'm in a bad mood you know what i mean like if i'm in a bad mood if i've had like more than my daily allotment of Adderall or whatever. Like, don't mm-hmm. play me nothing. I won't like it. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Same. It could be shoo-shoo, hard noise, experimental confessions of admiration for me, personally. Chill, J.S. I love you. <laughs> You've been my number one fan for so long. That's the next, uh, on the next shoo-shoo record. And I'll be like, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> This is stupid. I hate it. Uh, if I'm just like, if I just like had, you know, like 45 grams of Adderall, I'll be like, it's dumb. I hate it. So. Uh, yeah, I 
don't fuck with Adderall, but I still have those moods. <laughs> those Adderall moods. I get. Uh, I didn't realize this until like having a live-in partner is interesting because you know when you don't have one, you're just going back to your day. Uh huh. You're like, I'm chill. I'm fine. No one notices anything about me. And then you have someone in your life, and they're like, Oh, you got Adderall mouth right now. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Oh, yeah shit. for real and i'm like well what is adderall mouth they're like oh you're just like your mouth's all tight and you're kind of like sucking your teeth and you have like a real stern look on your face and i'm like because i'm fucking working dog yeah i just feel like that's just kind of work stress it is work stress and it's also stimulants but i mean i things. can't i i'm sure i look like that at home when i'm hunched over my laptop uh, as well. hunched over the laptop aaron oh, yeah. who knew who knew yeah. Who knew this would be our future? When we were like kids, do you you like could take a magical carpet ride in the future? Did you think like, oh, Jill and Aaron, you're gonna be hunched over some MacBook Pros in your forties, stressing um, out? No, I I honest, I mean, I I had no vision for my future as a right. So yeah, I mean, if we want to get real dark with it, why not? It's die alone radio. Burr, burr, burr. Right. Let's get super yeah. dark. I mean, well, given like the serious bouts of depression and periods yeah. of suicidal ideation and all this shit that I dealt with when I was younger, um, I mean, honestly, there are periods in my life where I did not think I would see 44 because I would have, you know, offed myself. Peace out. Yeah. Smell you yeah. later. But we're past all that. Like, we are. unironically, like, literally, like, I'm. It's weird. Like, the depression has finally let off and for a long time it's been gone that's i mean amazing. the anxiety and the stress and like there's still that's other different. fucking yeah that's bullshit different. going on bullshit but, that was a full but, brother jill bullshit by the way some bullshit yeah yes yes but thankfully after decades of dealing with abject fucking depression it's it's finally it seems gone for for yeah, I mean, who knows, to quote Sylvia Plath, the, you know, who knows when the bell jar with all its stifling distortions will descend again, but it's been years and that shit hasn't happened yet, so. You know what, I feel hey. yeah, I feel like I'm kind of past my my depressive years as well, but I also feel like I, I, took a seri- I took a serious step when it came to medical intervention with my depression, and yeah. I'm really glad I did. I think we both have. Yeah. I mean, we have, yeah. Both, I mean, I'm yeah. still in therapy. That's not like a huge medical intervention, but. It's you still know. a long-term commitment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I feel like uh, I hate to be like, it gets better. It doesn't. But if you like uh, do stuff, mm-hmm. if you do stuff, it can. Do stuff, yes. Also, I mean, just do stuff, period. Like be engaged. And, um, you know, I do think that at least for me, I mean, it's not true for everyone, growing older uh, it helps. It re- it does because it helps. you've been like at a certain point you're like I've seen this bullshit before. I know this bullshit. This is this is not new terrain, and no. you're just and that's why you're just kind of like I, dude, being more older chill is because amazing. you don't care, and you know that all things will eventually pass, yeah. and it's not nearly as big of a deal that it would have been like ten years ago no. or five years ago no. or whatever, and that really helps. My number one favorite thing about getting older, yes, I agree with you. My number one th- favorite thing about getting older, so like I work in tech now and I have these two young co-founders that are my bosses and they both went to Yale uh, Law School and they're, you know, Forbes fucking 30 under, whatever. Right. 
or dickheads. <laughs> um, and there's times when like I'll get upset with them and I'll give them very direct feedback and I'll be like, hey, I appreciate your candor. I appreciate that you're not intimidated. I'm like, bro, I'm older than you, dog. Right. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I honestly, like, the older I get, the, like, honestly, if Donald Trump walked in this room right now, I was like, chill, chill. I'll go to but yeah, what's up? You're dumb and stupid. Your hair is stupid. You're stupid. You're a bad person. Like, I literally am not intimidated by anyone because of age. Yeah. Purely on age. Yeah. I don't care. And, like, that's the beauty of getting older. So, honestly, if that increases and compounds as I get older. Oh, it does. Sign me up. Yeah. No, I'm it. all about it. I'm, yeah, it's cool. It's yeah. You finally figured out like, oh, no one knows what they're doing. Everyone's dumb. Uh-huh. Everyone's doing the best they can. And there's no reason to be inti- intimidated by anybody. Absolutely not. And um, yeah, so I, I like getting older and I'm glad that you're here with me getting older, Gothic Aaron. Not all of our friends are here. I know that's... I mean, we're still in the sweet spot, though, like, because I have also, like, as it, as it progresses, as, I mean, like, people, I can't remember where I read those, but, like, you know, people in their 70s, 80s, you know, it's, it's sort of like a war veteran, because it's like, you know, like, all of my, you know, you're literally the last one standing, and I mean, we've already seen that to some degree with yeah. a lot of people, but, um, yeah, uh, way to way to bring it down again, Aaron. Why not? Um, Let's but do I guess just it. to Let's appreciate this moment now, right? <laughs> because do. we're old enough to just be like, yes, life is mostly bullshit. Don't get worked up over the bullshit. But we're not old enough yet to where like we're falling I'm apart, alone. and you know, most yeah. everyone around us is is gone, yeah. and you know, no, or yeah. So like, I feel like you know, forty uh, is not over the hill. Forty is no. like you're the sweet spot of life. Absolutely, absolutely. Also, I feel very grateful that we're in like the Bay Area and 40 here or 45, 40. Mm-hmm. I just turned 43. Well, I'm 44. 44. So, yeah. yeah. Like early to mid 40s here is like motherfucking 31 everywhere else. Like, yeah. go to other states and chill with other fucking 40 year olds. They are not, ch- they're not at bff.fm. Community-based internet radio. I mean, yeah. Partying, having a good time, playing the new Susie. You know what I mean? Like, they're living the, the a Susie life. The Susie reissue. Or whatever. You know. Manta Ray oh. came out like a decade ago, I think. So this is what I did want to do. So, okay. Yeah. My Halloween. So Halloween's my birthday. I hate it. Uh, the highlight of my birthday was I met up with my best friend, Marianne, and she has three children. Her, old, her oldest was a quote-unquote teenage scumbag from the teenage scumbag music video by Weezus or whatever. Oh, Weedus? Weedus. Yeah, teenage dirtbag. Sorry, old. Yeah. Uh, teen- yeah, so and he looked great. I'm a teenage dirtbag, bing, bing. And I think it's like a, it's like a social media thing. Like, he's aware of it because it's like a... Ha- like, people are like, oh, you're a teenage dirtbag phase. I don't know, whatever. Okay. He dressed up in a bucket hat and some sunglasses, and, like, he looked great. Okay. And then uh, Marianne's middle child, Mars, was motherfucking Juno, pregnant, fake pregnant as a 12-year-old, which was incredible. Ooh, okay. Non-binary pregnant 12-year-old. Nice. Being like, yeah, Michael Sarah knocked me up. Uh, this is our baby. <laughs> Just kidding, it's a pillow. Give me a bunch of candy. Fuck you. I'm going to go talk to Jason Bateman about Suspiria and the yeah, Wizard of Gore. exactly, because that's Mars. Like, Mars is my my baby. 
And then the youngest, Johnny, who is 11, uh, dressed up as a rhino. Nice. He was so cute. Anyway, so we ended up going up to Montclair, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a for people, all the people, person fancy listening. Oakland. It's fancy forest Oakland. And Marianne's like, well, the kids are going to go trick-or-treating. And this this dad of Mars's friends invited us over to his house to like have some drinks. And their parents are going to be there. And I'm like, yeah, sure, this will be funny. So we go, and it's like a really nice house in Montclair. And it's like one of those ones where like the fireplace is like all crystals and stuff. You know, like it's not like logs. It's like these like glass crystals. Oh, like got it. So they just have like, it's like a gas. It's a gas thing. Okay, yeah. And it was funny because Marianne's like, uh, I don't think I can like throw my cigarette in there. I was like, no, dog. Yeah, The only no. thing you can throw in there is like jewelry and stuff. <laughs> like you can't yeah, really no. throw anything. You're like it's all jewels in there, dog. Yeah. But it was really funny. It made me kind of grateful because it's like, okay, we met this other group of parents. Not that I'm a parent, but um, we met this other group of people that are, you know, maybe they're like five to ten years older than us. They have this like really nice place in Montclair. It's like other parents from other kids there. And like, I was like, damn, dog. I, even though I'm poor and I'm 43 and poor, and I have a kind of like a shit car and like a crappy apartment. I live in Vallejo and like the highlight of my week is like coming to BFF. Like I'd rather be this than like be well off divorced with fucking Queens in the Stone Age framed posters on my wall trying to be fucking cool. Like it was so fun and not to be a mean girl, which I am, by the way. Uh, but it was like multiple people being like, yeah, I work in human services i have three tattoos it's a victorian woman as an octopus and i'm queer and i'm like yeah but you're also wealthy and um a nerd so right. uh but it was like funny i was like thank god i'd rather just be like poor and cool right than have quote unquote like a successful life a propane fireplace with a propane- glass pebbles yeah and i have like a victorian lady turning into an octopus and i think i'm fucking Blowing everyone's mind. Yeah. If I'm like, I were had... you a contestant on Ink Master? How did that fucking tattoo happen? That's so stupid. No, right. But I where, didn't say that. Didn't where did that, that come from? And also, I, I mean, if I had that level of money, I'd, I'd try to do something more interesting. I would get tattoos all over my face. I don't know if I do. I would be like, yo, dog, I'm rich. I'm, I'm fucking Takashi 69. Suck my dick. Like, I would be so obnoxious if I had money, which is why the universe is like, Jill. You have to be poor and humble <laughs> like Christ. Because if you had any iota of money, you'd be such a fucking asshole. And I would. The universe is right. You would catch affluenza. I would catch affluenza. It wouldn't even take that much money. <laughs> All I would need would be like a Costco gold card and maybe like a credit score over 650. And I'd be a fucking prick to everybody. Really? What? Uh, my... No, my credit's bad. Oh, my credit score yeah, my is over bad. 800. Of course it is. You're a very <laughs> responsible person. It doesn't surprise me. But speaking of tattoos, I the moment has passed. But a couple weeks ago, when I was like really stressed out and feeling a little, not again, not super like depressed, but like pessimistic about things. Yeah. For years and years and years, I wanted to get um uh, a tattoo, um a Joan Didion tattoo because Plato's Lays is one of my favorite books, and there's this line in the first few pages that. Uh, 
where the narrator um, Mariah says like nothing applies, and I wanted to get I've been wanting to get that for like ever on the inside of my right um, right arm, like fairly larger than the other little tattoo that I have, but um, I didn't do it. But I I keep I was really inching closer and closer to it because I was that was the mood I was in. I'm like yeah, nothing like applies. A tattoo. It's like you know when you. Not that I know what this is like. But this is what I imagine. It's like, you know, when you have a large purchase mm-hmm. of something you yeah. deep, deep desire and you yes. put it off and you put it off and you keep thinking about it, you keep thinking about it. For me, tattoos, if you think about it for more than six months, just do it. Who cares? Just do it. Also, I bet like, years. who gives a fuck? Yeah. Who cares? It's just your crappy ass old skin. Doesn't right. matter. You know what I mean? That's what always cracks me up. So, like, when I was barbering, people would be like, oh, I really want to get tattooed, but I just don't know what I want on my skin forever. And I was like, well, I wouldn't say that. This is in my head. I would never say this. But in my mind, I would say, well, that defeats the whole fucking purpose. Because if you take your skin so seriously that you're stressing about having a doodle on your skin forever, don't get it. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'll get whatever tattooed on me. I have whatever tattooed on me. So I just feel like if you feel like doing it, go for Nike it. swoosh, just do it. Well, and the other thing, just from having the one, I've had this one for like 10 years. Um, do you even it, notice it anymore? That was exactly where I was yeah. going with it. It becomes background noise. It's it just matter. background noise. You yeah. don't notice it. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah. No one cares. No one cares about your tattoo. No one cares about my tattoo. No one cares about tattoos in general. Just do them for yeah. fun, for whatever. Yeah. doesn't matter. I have a human centipede tattoo. I remember. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I have horrible tattoos. I have tattoos that are embarrassing, dumb and stupid, and they're not even funny. They're just gross and dumb. And I don't I don't really care. Why not? Yeah. Why say why? Try bud dry. Who cares? Nothing applies. Nothing applies, my friend. I will say I do like a Joan Didion tattoo, though. Not that I have ever seen one, but. I'm right. Well, it. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, how many people are getting, you know, verbiage from a Joan Didion novel tattooed on their fucking selves? Not many. Not many. Should we play some music? We should. I was just saying that. You surprised like, me. I picked. Did I, I surprise you? Cobbled this set list out a while together a while ago. I don't remember the order, so just throw it on, and then we'll play a few, and then talk about why I picked them or whatever little tidbits I can think of. All right. Well, let's. Let's rock out to. Yes. Uh, oh, I gotta surprise him. So yeah, yeah. Just no, gonna, I'm gonna surprise you know. guys too. I'm surprising you guys too. It's a surprise all around. Here we go. There's a stranger in the spotlight, center stage. He reads from a list of names I wait backstage in some nameless. Hotel basement banquet hall I come when my name is called The audience stands As the stage producer cues The pre-recorded band The fanfare for the common man And from the stage it's Strange how the footlights shroud the faces of the crowd. They've paused, 
We want to be your BFF. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. BFF.FM, best frequencies Stream in with my besties. I'm so glad someone wants to be my BFF. Yeah, of course. On BFF.FM, Dialone Radio, Brother Jill. Bam, bam, bam. Bam, bam, bam. With Gotha Garen. With real life BFFs. Yeah, we are real life BFFs. That's what's so cool. Like, I feel like you, DJ Fun Size, uh, are my real life BFFs. And you guys are like, come in the studio and talk to me. And we get to like, uh, talk about stuff and play music and hang out. And I have like new people in my life because of BFF. And it's wonderful and beautiful. Like, uh, DJ Swerving, who's amazing. Although, I am a little concerned with his like, uh, Death Cab for Cutie, like, Modest mouse situation. Or, and then you also say postal service. Yeah, postal service. I'm like, there's a side to you I don't understand. Right. I don't understand that, DJ Swerving. I don't understand it either. I can't comment. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't know. It. I don't get it. Anyways, I love you anyways. You're amazing. Um, so, yeah, here we are. We were just talking about relationships. We don't have to like get into this gothic Aaron on air, but we were talking about yeah. relationships and how it's so nice to not be in one and how it can be hard to be in one. Because uh-huh. I'm in one. I'm, I, this is Die Alone Radio for crying out loud. Die Alone Radio. Steve Fox made a joke last week. He's like, oh, oh you mean Die Together Radio? I was like, no! <laughs> Despair will hold a place in my heart bigger than the one that you do and I will always be nicer to the cat than I am to you like yeah. that's the motto dear dog. god I hate myself yeah no I'm not I just it's weird to be in a relationship when you are someone that is typically not and it's uncomfortable and it's hard and I would like to uh, shout out to people that have a hard time in relationships it's not easy Oh yeah, I, I well, guys, the talking never stops. So this is just a right. recap of what we were going over with the music was playing. But yeah, so I'm definitely single. I have been for years and am not opposed to relationship. But I ha- there's no appetite to actively look for one. Like there's I've also, had. Who the fuck is as cool as you, Gothic Aaron? Uh, I, I'm no sure one. there are. There nope. are plenty. Like I am not. I, I sit at home. Well, no, my life is really boring. It's just I fucking read a lot. Uh, I study French and I go to the gym and then the rest of the time is like fucking work. And when I'm not exhausted and I have an idea, I like write, uh, I write stories. But I still feel like. And Animal Crossing sometimes. There's really like, I can't think of a dude who's like, I'm going to show up to my friend's radio show wearing like designer shit and have a sick playlist and have funny things (laughs) to say. Like, who is that? There's no one that's as cool as you are. You're making me blush. It's true. And Gothic Aaron's hair is amazing. It always has been. Why, thank you. It's true. Why, amazing hair. I, I, I don't like my hair, so that's that's good to hear. No, you have great hair. I have From someone who is a barber, that actually means a lot. I Yes, I do. I feel like my I, I have a valid perspective on male hair. Um, and Gothic Aaron's hair has always been awesome. And you've always like gone to nice places, too. It's not like you go... Yeah, some terrible place to get your hair hair done. Like, no, because like, I've done that, and I mean, I'm not getting like three, four hundred dollar haircuts, but no, I can't do the super cuts. Like that's no, no, no sports cuts, like, sports clips. seventy, eighty dollar haircuts. No, that's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. That's that's exactly like, what you every do. six months or longer. Like I just yeah. I'll get it cut up really short, and they that's why I like going to like. 
people who know what they're doing because like yeah. they'll hack it off really short, but then the way they cut it, it also grows in well. Grows out. That's exactly what you need. And then you so, see, so, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I mean, the Where guy do you knows go me. Again? Oh, there. I can't. It's either G Salon or Q Salon or something. It's over on Ninth and Irving. It's next oh. to Cybell's front room. Mm. Um, it's been there forever out in the sunset. Mm. Uh, yeah, I go there like maybe like once or twice a year and and nice. get it cut. Well, um, they're doing a great job. You've always had a great hair. Yeah, I have uggo gross hair. No, your hair's fine. No, it's my hair's good. disgusting. No, we're talking about the when you came in, like you got this like <sighs> grown out, but in a cool way, like pixie cut. Well, because I shaved my head to get this California tattoo on my scalp because I, in a bipolar fit, thought I was balding. So I was like, okay, I'm bald now. I need to get like a hairline tattoo to kind of like support my hairline to make it look like I'm not bald. So I got a giant old English tattoo that says California. And then my hair has been growing out. And now it's just like a feel like i look like a you know when like you're in like fifth grade and you're chubby and you wake up from a nap right that's what i feel like my hair looks like like a, a fat toddler woke, woke up from a nap that's what my no, hair looks like all it, the time it, your hair literally like y'all at home legit it looks First like all, the fat chick toddler from, shout out you're awesome that's the, not meant derogatory the chick from breathless like i can't remember what the actress's what is name breathless? is the the jean luc godard movie oh the one no, like no, yeah no. no like your hair is like it it people it looks like that she's she's about, being dramatic no 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 i like a a thick mullet in the back but anyway it's not it's bad um anyway should hair. we tell them what we played no they can just fucking shazam that shit <laughs> i don't care you shazam it you shazam that no we'll talk about it what let's see let me pull it up so first one it was pop the popular music lifetime achievement oh yeah right Good that memory. was excellent fucking was, so i've played popular music before um they've they re- um, formed in like 2020 at Zach Pennington, formerly the Parenthetical Girls. And uh, I should have, again, done some notes. Um, Prudence Lee, I think, is the, sh- the other band so member. You have so much information. Like, there's no notes needed. Uh, yeah. Um, and so they, they've been doing this project since like 2020. Their first record was um, covers from songs from movies. And I've played their cover of the kinks um the way love used to be which is fucking phenomenal mm-hmm. um and they just now have released their first official like record of um their their own original material and that was a song off of that and i just zach is an amazing lyricist like literary his his songs are like kind of like short stories essentially like he's a brilliant fucking lyricist um and i just there's this line in there is like is that sarah brightman's is that the sound of sarah brightman singing requiem wow and i i don't know like just the imagery of that um yeah. amazing fucking imagery and then was it body of light after it was that body of life body of christ after that yeah. body of life no uh body of light <laughs> um who i also saw recently on my friend steven they played at uh rickshaw that was a pretty good show. And I think this is the song that has James Duvall in the music video, who was in, like, you know, those Gregor Rocky movies, mm. Nowhere, Doom Generation. And he also was Frank the Bunny in, in Donnie Darko. Yes. And then um, was it? I then, can't. It wasn't Sun Signature. There was something before. It was sun, oh, it sun was Sun Signature. signature? Yeah. Okay. So Sun Signature is Elizabeth Frazier's um, recent musical project. She came out of a uh, hiatus. I, I, this is. 
I'm pretty confident this is the first record she's released since the last oh. Cocktail Twins album in 97. It's an EP, Sun Signature. She did it with Damon Reese of Massive Attack, who uh, is her partner. Um, and it's fucking, it's phenomenal. I really Amazing. hope that, you know, we we get another record I hope so. Soon, not, you know, sooner than in 27 years. Well, um, she's, probably, she's probably on a roll now. Hopefully. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm no, sure. it was amazing. It's it's great. I, I really, out. really love it. I it, didn't know that was Elizabeth Frazier. That was Liz Frazier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Um, and was that it? Was there something else? No, then it's just talking. And then just talking. Okay. This is talking. Should we play some more music? Yeah. Why right, not? Why not? All right. Let's see. Let's what do we, we have, got. though? What do we got? Uh, we got... Because uh, I, I know I made this... Set, I mean, like I said, I made it a while ago. Oh, we got this uh, We got this banger that I would play at the barbershop all the time. Choir Wait, really? Boy. Oh, Choir Boy. Okay, yeah, yeah. It is kind yeah. of like a, a mini Deus Records tribute night with Body of Light, Choir of Boy. And, it kind of is. And now Trust being on there. Yeah, no. Yeah, I Choir mean, Boy are great. I've no, seen them in, in concert quite a few times. Oh, noise. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're awesome live. All right, well, let's get into them just like over your phone or your laptop right now.
Francisco music scene. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. BFF.FM, Dialogue Radio. With Brother Jill and Gothic Aaron. We started from Shakespeare's sister. 
We did. And the Virgin Prunes and starting that block was Choir Boy. Choir Boy. Right? Sweet candy. Yeah, we already chatted about Choir Boy. So we can talk about the other two. Uh, we were trying to look up how to pronounce And I already com. forgot about it. Siobhan? <laughs> C- but Siobhan? Siobhan. Okay. Siobhan. Yeah. It's a hard name. It Yeah. It, it is. Okay. So also one thing I realized is that in addition to, you know, having a sort of mini Deus Records uh, tribute. Yeah. Pretty solid number of Irish musicians. JJ72, The mm. Virgin Prunes, and Shaban from um, Shakespeare's Sister, who was one of the founding members of Bananarama. What? Yeah. Bruh, um, so... I played Bananarama on my show last week. Yeah. I did not know there was a connection there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the name came from, I mean... It's from Virginia Woolf, but it's also from the Smiths. I think there's a Smith song or a lyric about oh, Shakespeare's it's a guy from sister. Duran Duran. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, sure, I'm sure Duran Duran probably ripped from Virginia Woolf too. I don't but know. But I think it originally, the I think that's notion too much credit. of uh, Shakespeare's sister originally came from Duran Duran. But um, the backstory, no, that's just a great song. Like, I've, I don't know how many times I have watched the clip of them performing that on David Letterman. It's fucking amazing. Dude. Um, favorite Shakespeare sister song. I think it actually blows stay out of the water. But the backstory is I can't remember the 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 higher pitch singer, what her name is. Short hair. Yeah, yeah. But she's American. Um, and what the backstory that I understand is that they the record company kind of forced her on um Siobhan. Siobhan. And, so it was like tattoo. And when they, I mean, the, like, if you watch the music video for this, it's all about them, like, killing each other. Yeah. Like, that's the music video. Like, the, you know, um, yeah, they they hated each other. There was a lot of rivalry. Did they really hate each other? That's, yeah. Um, Weird. Yeah, they did not get along. She was um, put on. And, I mean, you know, uh, despite the strife, I mean, that record is great. Their vocals work well together um i don't think it was a awful pairing but um no they were great and honestly i would have never known that they hate each other mm-hmm. and so like some That's record label put them together yeah just like in what 90s oh cocaine, like early 90s cocaine fuel were like you know what we need to get some irish broad with like long hair no she was first she Shaban did. She was Shakespeare's sister, and, and then the added, record company were like, "To make you more marketable, we need to bring in this, this other like, singer on your record." Wait, who was the short-haired singer, Lisa? Lisa, Lisa in the Cold Jam. I, no, Close. she didn't have short hair. Oh, uh, Lisa Stanaway or whatever. Lisa Stansfield. I don't know. There were a lot of. There was a lot of short hair, dark short-haired singers in early nineties. Early nineties. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, so Shaban. Was out there doing her thing. I mean, there's much more. Sh- I mean, more Shakespeare sister stuff than this record, but this is the one that had the most commercial success, and it had the other singer on it. I do remember. I love this song. I remember uh, the video for "Stay." I remember like cardboard cutouts being at like the warehouse. Oh, the video for "Stay" is, I mean, amazing. Iconic. Yeah, iconic. Yeah. No, and that and it gets good when Shaban comes in, like when it gets all dark and yeah. she's like the angel of fucking death. Uh, well, 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 yeah, no, well, I, that's the part of the video I love. Well, I'm like, good. yeah, when it gets all creepy, <laughs> I'm like, that's Ow. that's when it gets good. It was good. It was really good. 
I yeah, Shakespeare Sisters like one of those bands that takes up space in your brain your entire life and you don't realize it. Yeah, so you're like, wait a second, I actually don't know anything about this band. Yeah, Gothagarin, what's going on with Shakespeare Sister? That's what I've heard. I've never like done deep deep. We need a one behind the music about Shakespeare Sister. Oh, I'm sure there was. Also, Shakespeare Sister is funny for me to say because I have a lisp. So like Shakespeare Sister. It sounds fine. <laughs> but um yeah so vh1 behind music virgin prunes as well like yeah virgin uh, prunes they just re that was their first record and they remastered it just like um Susie. so like i i had been a big gavin friday fran i really like his solo stuff but and outside of pagan love song for whatever reason i never really paid much attention mm. to the virgin prunes but then they reissued remastered this and again it was like Limited edition, I think it's like clear vinyl or something. Like, okay, I'm going to buy it. And I'm like, okay, no, why was I never listening to this record? If I die, I die. I... It's And that is a standout track. It's Baby Turns Blue is literally like, if you listen to the lyrics, it is um, basically the, the post-punk version of the song from Heather's Teenage Suicide, Don't Do It. Like, that's oh the gist God. of the song. Big um, time or big fun? Big fun, yeah. Big fun, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Teenage it was suicide. an accident. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I did it. Yeah, no, like, Sorry. yeah, yeah. That's literally what the, if you listen to the lyrics, it's that's basically so like teenage. I feel Essentially, like that's what it's about. Virgin Prunes, like, okay, so we're about the same age, and I feel like there is a limit to how cool we can be and how, like, into older music you can be. And I feel like Virgin Prunes and, like, the Incredible Dots, like, there are these like oh, legendary pink dots. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> incredible dots. There might be a band called Incredible Dots. I, I don't know. Dipping the... dots, whatever. Uh, there is like a limit to how cool I can be, and like there are things that are proto things I care about, right? That I'll just never get into, and I feel like Virgin Prunes is one of them. Don't disagree, but yeah, now I've I've but definitely broken been, through the yes. to the other side. Yeah, yeah, you broke on through the other side with Virgin Prunes. Yeah, everyone, just keep reissuing your sh- stuff on fancy yeah. vinyl, and I'll I'll buy it and and rediscover. Actually, start paying attention to stuff that I never really gave much attention to. Same at the time. Same. So the other day, uh, you know what I was like? I was so I was high, and I was like, you know what I want to watch? Have you ever seen that? What? Dude, I do not know how to say it. It's like, if you listen to Philip Glass in the early 2000s, late 90s, there was this experimental film called Kazakuskoskachi, and it was just like cities crumbling and all this like epic videography, and like Philip Glass did the uh, soundtrack. And it was like a thing, like you got high. Like it was like and you watched that. Yeah. And it was a thing. And I was like, yo, dog, I'm finally ready. Age forty three. I'm gonna like really pay attention to this shit. I did not watch it because my partner's like, I would rather watch Vintage Prices Right. Um, but I do feel like there is a point in your life where you're like, you know what? I've kind of like put this on the back burner as things that are cool that are not immediately accessible because it's just not in my time frame of like when right. I was interested in things but then you go back and explore it and maybe shakespeare's sister is one of those things or virgin prunes or virgin prunes definitely shakespeare's sister dots. i've i you know I've, i had a couple of uh, legendary pink dot cds but they never grabbed me but just like 
who's also later on the set list, Kurt 93, like their output is just insane in it's too crazy. the amount of records they put out. It's too I, much. That's one of the ones I just couldn't. I already got sucked into the Kurt 93 thing. I can't collect another band that puts records like a record out a month. No. <laughs> no. So never really could get into the dots. But um, no. no, no, Shakespeare's sister, like I've had this CD for. A long fucking time. Like, they've already... I mean, I never got super into them, but I've always liked them. Yeah, same. I've had Hormonally Yours for fucking ever, and it's I actually... Classic. Yeah, I mean, I remember it from, like, high school, so... Yeah. They're, they were never... I don't know why. They never rose to be, like, a, a musical pillar, but they've always... They're, they've they've always had a place in my my record collection, CD I collection. I feel like there's, like, a place for subtlety when you get older. Like, when yeah. you're younger, you're like... Passionate right. about everything, and unless yeah. you're fully like, like raging nuts. about it, it yeah. doesn't. It's not on your radar. It's not going to show up on your yeah. radar. Then you get older, and you're like, you know what? Shakespeare's sister, fire. Some of these songs are fucking good. Some of these songs are fucking great. Yeah, I would love to listen. To, I'm going to listen to that album uh, later, and I'll be like, from beginning to end, hormonally yours, uh, because yeah, it is a good album, and you just appreciate things differently oh, as yeah. you get older because yeah. it's not. I mean, like, I really love that Corn album. So, I mean, like, where are you going to fit in with that, you know? Right. I just have, I just recoil so much from the whole rap rock thing. Although, to their there is credit, no rap. Corn is, or the new metal or whatever. There the, is no rap. I mean, I will I will take Corn over Limp Biscuit or Disturbed or Stained or any of those bands so. any day. Like, I would hope so. I mean, there, there was something a little darker in yeah. like a a real way i don't know if that sounds i i don't know what i'm trying to say like no, but okay. does that make sense like no, corn had more of a, a a more of a vision they weren't actually a copy of a copy of a copy down the road like most of the other yeah. new metal bands that came or whatever because they were kind of one of the first that started that they genre. did they did and so what you're what i'm hearing you say is that you love corn no, I but I will I will take corn over limp fucking biscuit. I mean, I, for sure. Uh, I think everyone. I don't know that there's a person alive that'd be like, you know what? Fuck corn. Limp biscuits, sick. I don't think that's a thing. Um, but I do appreciate. I will say this. Okay, so where Gothic Aaron and I grew up in Modesto, California, we would do. I, I would do this like circuit of uh like record shops. And there was like the warehouse. There was like these independent little shops. What was the one on McHenry? It was like a Block closet. Buster. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. It was a closet. It was like these, uh, like an Assyrian family or like a Middle Eastern family had it. But there was a gay dude that worked there. And Sean. Like, yeah, you'd go in and like they'd have, I bought, bought like these English he import hole posters. Also and fucking like, worked at Blockbuster Music. Okay, okay. I know exactly. Sean, yeah. if you're out there. Gothic Aaron and I remember you. You were a very important person in our childhoods. And yes, they would sell all kinds of imports and bootlegs and yeah. like crazy bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was all McHenry. But he also worked at Blockbuster Music. And I remember going to Block... So Blockbuster Music, if you're not familiar, was a chain where Blockbuster decided that you could go... They would they'd have like movies in the front of the store, but in the back of the store, they'd have CDs. And you could take a CD to like this like... Listening kind of station. half circle listening station and they'd have like a CD tender or whatever. Yeah. Like a CD bar barista who you'd be like, yo, I want to listen to this new corn album and they pop it into like this stack of CD players and you'd have headphones 
and you'd be sitting there listening to it, and you'd buy it, of course. And I can remember going to Blockbuster Music and getting Diamanda Galas. Uh, Same. I bought Plague Mass there. Oh, I, I, I had to special order it. Like that's why I love Blockbuster Music because they would special anything. order, yeah, and they would get it. Like yeah, and in like a day. Yeah, no, and they were always like. They they knew me. I'd be like, I'm here to buy my weird CD. Sorry, guys. But then the buy. cashier guy, maybe it was that Sean dude. I don't remember. He was like, no, you're cool because you actually buy the shit you order. Oh. Um, because evidently like people would just order stuff and never Not come in and pick it. it up. And I would be like, get the phone call. And I'd be like, out the fucking door. I'm like, I'm going it. to go pick up my fucking yes. Bauhaus importer. Yeah. Diamanda. Or, yeah, definitely. I remember I... Plague Mass. I special ordered Plague Mass from. It was kind of like a more low rent Tower Records. I it mean, it was a was. step above the warehouse. It was. Although I bought the Sporting Life at the warehouse at Vintage Fair Mall. They actually had it on the fucking rack. I didn't yeah. have to special order that shit. I I went to Blockbuster Music and they had the Diamanda Galatz with John Paul Jones. It's Sporting probably because he was in Led Zeppelin. That's probably yeah, why people were stalking. So. It. I think so. So I, I I remember in the same. It was I was like probably thirteen fourteen, and I was there with some older friends, Anastasia and Jared. And we went to Blockbuster Music, and it was part of our circuit of like going around to all these different like stores and like listening to music and just seeing what they had. And because you're bored, it's Modesto. Yeah. And I listened to the first Corn album and Diamond Glass's Sporting Life on the same night, and I was like, I do not know which one is <laughs> sicker. Right. Uh, I think I ended up like buying both. I do not know how that happened because I had zero dollars to my name my entire life. But um, Blockbuster Music Listening Bar, bring it back. It was amazing. It yeah. was really cool. And um, so, yeah, I, to me, 1993, 1994, Diamond Galas and Korn, they're kind of on the same level. Korn does not rap, really. He does a little bit of scatting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Also... They're from Bakersfield. Like they're from the Central California, right. like us. So I, I feel like I also rep them in that way. Um and they're very intense. John of the Day with I the one anecdote I know about Corn is that he evidently was super fucking like goth new romantic. Like mm-hmm. he used to wear a fuck ton of makeup in yeah. high school and they sent him to like the gay student counselor. Yeah. Because they thought he was queer. Exactly. So I remember I, I remember that that little anecdote. Corn's goth, him. dude. Yeah. Get into it. Yeah. Corn's sick. Um Anyways, so, um, yeah, Blockbuster Music, listening to CDs in real time with Sean, Shane, Shane. It was Shane. Shane. I remember his name's Shane. Yeah, Shane. Wherever you're at, Shane, we love you. We support you. You are a very important person to me and Gothic Aaron's development. Thank you for uh, dealing with selling us CDs, (laughs) which we very much needed. And import whole posters from England. Oh God! So many hole posters. Yeah. Um, I actually have. I'm gonna play some music, but I want to just mention. So, uh, also with like partnering with someone and living with them, there is uh something that I would, never would even track with me is like, oh, you have five thousand band T-shirts. They're all black. Yeah. So people don't notice that I have five thousand band T-shirts. I have a multiple hole. Courtney Love band t-shirts that I I like to get band t-shirts from like Alibaba because it's funny to me and I have a Courtney Love t-shirt I was wearing the other day you know how like you will see a t-shirt with like a full color portrait of someone like multiple times 
and then it'll say their name right. at the top, and it'll be like sparkly and wild, like almost like a No Limit like rap CD uh, record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have it, a Courtney Love like, like all this like collage of Courtney Love, and it'll say like Courtney Love on top. All in like blinged out Courtney Love, and it's one of my favorites. Like one of those five dollar bootleg T shirts you Absolutely. get in the parking lot at Arco Arena. Absolutely, it's my <laughs> nice. favorite of all time. Love uh, it. But yeah, we have some songs to play. Me and Gavin Garen, and we got we're gonna do three it. more. We have three more songs. I think we can do it. More minutes. I think we can do it. We're gonna do a placebo. Current ninety three and Diamanda Gloss. What Mandatory a- Diamanda. Mandatory Diamanda Gloss. Cause that's just how it goes here. All right, that's here we go. Fucking Lutley. You are one of God's mistakes. You crying tragic waste of skin. I'm well aware of how.
Bye bye, blackbird. The harsh night, and I read in the tea leaves and scan in the stars. Mark the trails of moths. The light shall leave you all. Excuse me. That voice that falls from stone. Perhaps it was the word saying a word. Speak that word whilst the sea falls and moths swirl and clouds call. The light is leaving us. Spring is coming, so they said. Spring is moving in the whirlpools, and the moon is as full as the sea is as deep. And in the clouds, the shadows creep, and the light is leaving. Sweeping down like foxes who have heard in the dust. News travels hard from hard to dark. Rumors of war hum softly, and on their paws black rolls the chariot. Over the plains and waves, the light is leaving us all. In other faces, the eyes twitch and switch. Back and forth, king fall, queen fall, silence shouts. Shut lock, shut door, shut lights out. Trees fall. The taste of your face, our first kiss said. The light is leaving us all. Under which star shone that? You sang. Which sky is that? Sang and pointed north and south. I see you didn't see. Bright dead star fallen. You looked east and west, and the birds sang so sweetly. The light is leaving us all. Suddenly nothing was you. Your hair so fair, I recall so well still. And then the light left you quite. I dreamt I lived on a hill. In that dream where the real is just dots on my lap. The light is leaving. Oh.
From Cap Street to the world, this is BFF.FM. It is BFF.FM. And we're here. I'm here with God the Garen, it's Brother Jill on Dialone Radio, BFF.FM. And we just heard, was it Placebo? And then Current, Current 93, 93 yeah. The Light is Leaving Us All. Uh, no, Bright Dead Star from the album The Light is Leaving Us All, which came out about five years ago and is fucking phenomenal. Um, I I love Current 93. Um, his stuff is so eclectic um, and so vast. Um but this this album ranks up there along among some of his best work, in my opinion, and nice. especially that song, um, which uh, I mean, it it just yeah, the light is leaving us all. That's that's all uh, I have to say about that. <laughs> you know, always. it's very very on the nose, David Tibet. Like you 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 called it. I mean, the light's not joining us all. No, it certainly isn't. Slow, long. Dimming of the light. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, buddy. All right. Well, let's wind it down. I with... know, but we have we have to talk. Like, we do. We do because here's the thing: we have for the first time ever, we have we have surplus time. We have surplus time. Holy so shit. our last song is going to be Diamond Gloss. We can talk about. We can talk about. Yeah. We can talk about. See that my grave is kept got, clean. Yeah. See that my grave is kept clean. So. I would like to talk about Diamanda in that like so the first time I ever heard about Diamanda, and excuse me, listener, if you've heard this <laughs> song, if you've heard this story before, when I grew up in Modesto, there was a a goth band called Healthy Morbidity. Lead singer David Haas. Hasbroke. Hasbroke, sorry. Well, Hasbroke, but Hasbroke. Like he Hasbroke. elongated Hasbroke. it to put Baroque in it, but Hasbroke. Yeah. And he yep. is now a puppet master. Shadow, Shadow Circus. Circus. Yes, yeah. Shadow Circus. No, he legit went to like the Jim Henson school of puppetry and yes. makes these yes. like dark crystal looking puppets by fucking hand and totally. shit. Yeah. Totally, totally. Absolutely. And uh, Modesto Treasure. So growing up with him, it was like, Imagine living in a vast wasteland and there being like one gay coffee shop that everyone met up and there was one dude wearing a um, crepey skirt with like a studded belt and having like an eye of, is it an eye of Horus? I think so, yeah. But what I remember when you dressed up in high school, because we went to high school together. Yes. Uh, we didn't go like, to high school together. Oh, you and David. Dave like, and yeah, I went to same high school. high school. So yeah. like he would carry a briefcase instead of a backpack. He had on like. Uh, oh, he's into yo-yos. He, I don't remember that. He went through a yo-yo phase pre-goth. He also had a thing with fedoras and would do, when I rem- most remember him is like, I guess he it, he got a little more dressy on the weekends, but at school he <laughs> would just do like Robert Smith. Like I didn't even look in the mirror to do yeah. my makeup. And that's why I think. Was, wasn't it his Adoration of the Cure is why he started wearing makeup? Yes, but he I got think. really good at eyeliner, and he started doing like the yeah. Eye of Horus, like Egyptian eye. Right. I also remember he Those lived, were the Dahlia. Those are the Dahlia Yalda. Yeah. Shout out Dahlia Yalda, Dahlia years. He had this like amazing uh, Eye of Horus eyeliner, and I remember I went to his house. He lived by Reseda Park in Modesto with like a weird like wall that would like turn around into like a closet, and he had the biggest Kate Bush Hounds of Love poster I've ever seen in my life. 
probably got it at that place at on that McHenry place. that yeah. ordered all With those Sean. obscure import Absolutely. British posters. Uh-huh, 100%. Because they had the big subway posters in they there, too. They had the too. huge subway posters, and like, shout out 90s subway posters, by mm-hmm. the way. I have. I saw my Bauhaus one that I got at um, Reckless Records on Haight Street, oh, nice. like back in the 90s. Yeah. Dude, subway posters were a thing. Oh, dude, the thing is you massive. You go to Amoeba or Rasputin, and you'd be like, subway posters. Huge posters. Yeah. I do not have not one subway poster, but I do have like tapestries. Nice. But nothing cool. Anyways. Um Yeah, so he uh had a band Healthy Morbidity, and I remember he started dating this person that I went to school with, Dahlia Yelda. It was like perfect Lydia Goth adorable doll. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me that Dave had told her that there was a singer, Tiamanda Galas, and she was so insane. People would like freak out at her shows and they'd leave her shows screaming and run into traffic and die because they got ran over by a car. And I was like, well, <laughs> this is some bitch that I got to hear. Right. right. Sold. Sold. <laughs> Please. Get, here's my, my money. Here's my Nutty Bar Old English 40 marble red money right. for your fucking CD because this is like what I want to hear. And then I heard the CD at Blockbuster Music and I was like, damn, does not disappoint. No, and then when, because The Sporting Life was my first introduction to her, but then when you Same. get into her other works. Like Shrek the, X. Well, I would like the Mask of the Red Death trilogy, the Plague Mask, yeah. like the it. much more like heavy, like, I mean, there is so much fucking weight to your music. It is so, yeah, there is like the, uh, I, I hate to use the word shock, but I mean, like, there is the the confrontational vocalizations that she does, but like operatically. And but once you get past that, the, like her music is the most moving, profound, and she is one of the constants. I know I mentioned this before, but like the first time I've heard her, thirty uh, some years later, like she's maybe it's not thirty years. I think I started listening to her when I was like sixteen, seventeen, but yeah. almost thirty. Okay, yeah. it was almost thirty fucking years. Yeah, like I have only grown more impressed by what she does absolutely and from san diego but lived in new york for a long fucking time true but we've also while we were off air we were talking about how you were oh i'll <laughs> fully were. fucking own it people from san diego are stupid sorry but it's crazy because diamante gloss from san diego lingua ignata from san diego so if you're if you're a goth chick from san diego you're cool yeah Everybody else, and you have an amazing vocal range. Yeah, Impressive you don't have an if you don't have an amazing range. vocal range, and you're some goth chick from San Diego. Like, don't come out with your beach volleyball, bro. I don't care. So no. sorry, sorry guys. All right, well, Gavik Aaron, I love you. An amaz- another amazing night. We're gonna end with Diamante Galas. Uh, oh See shit! That my grave is kept. See clean. that my grave is kept clean from the singer. From the singer, an incredible album. Here we go. There is one kind favor I'd ask you. There is one kind favor I'd ask you. Won't you see, see that, that my grave is kept clean? 
are two white horses in 